to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I am Tyler. And I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I'm Mr. Icicle. I'm Mr. Tembelow, I guess. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> this week, we are talking about Batman and Robin. Uh, no, hold on. Joel Schumacher's. Joel Schumacher's Batman, Batman and, and Robin. Robin. His magnum opus. His, yep. <laughs> oh, hey, Britain's back. Hey, yep, guys. Yep, we do have special guests. Britain all the way from the Netherlands. <laughs> Sorry I'm late, guys. I was investigating a mystery about a former president and his ties to an uh, ocean liner disaster in the early 1900s. <laughs> I'm kind of a Robert Langdon meets Nathan Drake kind of figure. <laughs> but I'm back now. Uh, a little tanner, a little buffer, and a, a little worse for the wear after watching this movie. Again, could, I, this this one I have seen could, could you say this movie gave you a brain freeze? Can you say I'm going to push you off that chair? <laughs> <laughs> that was mildly aggressive. <laughs> well, that's how this movie. That's what this movie did to me. This movie, uh, the, the past few times I've been on, was where it was really interesting because I hadn't seen the movies at all before. But this one I saw back when I was like on VHS, yeah. and I've probably seen it a couple times since. And so this one, this one I actually know. Yeah. I'm actually familiar with this one, so. Do you remember anything yeah. about Batman Forever? Because I know you didn't have the chance uh, to see it before. I, I don't have a, a not a lot not a lot of very clear ones. Um, I remember respecting how much Tommy Lee Jones committed to it. This was before I knew the revelations of him being like, "Oh, it's a comic book. I should be insane," and just not. Yeah. Uh, and I remember being kind of annoyed with Jim Carrey, but that's also I, like Tyler pointed out. I was like. If you like Jim Carrey shtick, here you go. And if you don't, you don't. Yeah. And Jim Carrey kind of wears on me a little bit after a while. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I that's definitely one I want to go back and rewatch because I feel like I was definitely guilty of lumping it in with Batman and Robin. Um, yeah. And I'd like to go back and separate the two uh, because this. I mean, I I want to like Joel Schumacher. <laughs> or I, or I, I don't want to. I don't want this to be the only thing I, I equate him with. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. So, so I'll get into the scores real quick. They're terrible, yeah. and then we can get into our best things and our worst things. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, critic score is an eleven percent, which I am pretty sure that's the lowest that we've done so far. Really, any movie of any of the movies we've done. Second is Transformers Two at nineteen percent, I believe. What did uh, what did AVP Requiem? Oh, oh wait, 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 twelve percent. Never mind. Okay. Well, no, no, this no. is still one yeah, percent lower. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying that one is second. Okay. And then it has, geez, I lost track. It has a sixteen percent audience score. So, man, who gave this a favorable review? <laughs> even the vegetables, Joel like Walker. <laughs> <laughs> even he, even he didn't. Even he, <laughs> see, that's Joel Schumacher's mom. I, I have to respect him on some level because he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I, everyone was kind of upset with this, and he knows it. Like the cast has largely been very, like Clooney's always apologizing for it. <laughs> There's even rumors that he would like refund people that like for a long. He might still do it. Like, I was like, yeah, I saw that in theaters. He's like, oh, here you go. And I'll give him like seven bucks. <laughs> I need to go find him. There's I didn't even see great, it in theaters. There's like such a great sense of humor about it. Like, oh, it's from 1997. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you could call that. I've... James is seven. He's just a very verbose child. <laughs> when I said I was going to push him off a chair, it's because he's in a high chair right now. He's at the table. 
I don't need this crap in my life right now. <laughs> I just like to know that our audience is picturing a, a baby reviewing these movies. Stewie. Two <laughs> two adults and a baby. I mean, this is kind of, that's kind of the level you need to be at to or, to understand what's happening. Yeah. Tyler, best thing, worst thing, go. He's, okay, so I think my best thing is probably Uma Thurman because fair, fair. she feels like the only one who knows what's going on. For this. She definitely got what she was supposed to do. You could take her performance and slap her right into the 60s like, yeah. show and movie. And we... Alex and I rant about this for a while, like, to each other, just trying to um, kind of break it down. Because the, I feel like we need to... I'll, I need to separate this and, and put a pin in this and come back to it. But basically, comparisons between this and the 60s movie, I think, takes a very interesting discussion as to why the 60s movie and show and stuff work and why this absolutely did not. Mm-hmm. Um, but... For, for now I'm just going to say that Uma Thurman I think her performance makes the most sense for this type of movie and she feels like she actually is yeah. is acting and is trying to turn in something that makes sense so um and and something that actually works for that character because we've talked about in the previous movies and like Batman Forever these actors are really committing but like why is that why is this the penguin why is yeah. that yeah. that's not Two-Face like where are you but with this like she's she's committing to something Blood it works for Poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I get that. It's cartoonish, but it's yeah. poison. It's still Poison Ivy. I would say her and Jim Carrey, sure, are probably the closest to their comic book counterparts. I'm trying to think of anyone else that I'm missing. Honestly, probably. As as far as like being the character they're supposed to. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst thing. Um. Uh, Everything else. Yeah. I've made that joke before. Um. I'm gonna go with. I think I had something. <laughs> what it, it might be Mr. Freeze. I might I yeah. might just just flipping and go for Mr. Freeze because I I and no, nothing against Arnold of course. He's wonderful. But, oh yeah. Um yeah, the Yeah, I I'll, I'll go with that. He's he's so bad. Well, it's not Mr. This is not Mr. Freeze. No. I, I yeah. hate. I even hate his costume. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like that at all. This watching this movie really made me want to play Arkham City again because I love that version of Mister yeah. Freeze. Like Marisol Marsh is so brilliant, and the the it, it, the, the point of that Mister Freeze and most Mister Freeze, like, no, he's a scientist. He has these weapons, but he's a scientist first. And it's like it's Arnold who was a scientist. No, at no point will I believe <laughs> that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a scientist. When they have like the the stock footage of him like in the lab, yeah, with glasses, like, oh, you see, we've got the the the, the wide the and, and, and the they cli- have the throwaway line that he was a former Olympian to yeah. to, to sort of justify, <laughs> hey, it's Arnold, decathlete, yeah, yeah. he was decathlete. <laughs> God, it's amazing. Yeah. You want to go next, or you want? Yeah, to go no, next? actually, this it's good because my best thing about this movie is Arnold. Oh not necess- my! Well, not necessarily God. Mr. Freeze, <laughs> because this. <laughs> I feel like Arnold understood his role in this in a very yeah. different way. He didn't understand his character, but but he understood why he was in the movie. Why he got cast? He knew because this is at a point in his career where he was the biggest star in, in the movie, and this is this and the original '89 Batman are the only ones that have the villain build above Batman. Yeah, uh, Nicholson and Schwarzenegger both build over Keaton and Clooney, mm-hmm. and so Schwarzenegger knew like I'm here to say these ridiculous puns and to be Arnold. And to do the whole thing, that's my job. And he totally does it. Yeah. And I, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I will never pretend that he's an amazing actor. But he is, he can be such a great screen presence when used well. And I think he was trying to do that. He was trying to bring that thing yeah. that he has to the movie. Yeah. The movie just completely 
deadened it. But. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I, I, like, like, all those ice puns would not be bearable if it weren't Arnold, yeah. like, <laughs> snarling, sawing them out. And, I, I mean, genuinely believe he could make a good Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. I, especially I, now, because he's older. and Well, especially because, like, after playing the Terminator, and Mr. Freeze is kind of a, you know, no pun intended, but a cold character. He's supposed yeah, to be yeah. very monotone yeah, and yeah. not have a lot of emotion in his voice. I feel like Arnold could do that, yeah, and he kind of has done that. Because yeah. they and and he looks great too. When the, the effect for him when he doesn't have a suit on, the, make, the makeup is wonderful. Is wonderful. He does it look looks right. really really he does. good. Um, I know that doesn't really affect how he can play the character. I was just no, but it is true, like from uh, a visual standpoint. Um, but also, so I mean, he looks the part, and they give him the origin. Yeah. The problem with with him is that then they don't play him like that's his origin for yeah. the rest of the movie. Like, they don't play it like he's trying to defend or to save this, his wife or whatever. Like, yeah. they, they'll bring it up as a plot point. I, but I, the way they play it is that he's just enjoying... He's so gleeful about, like... terror. And, but yeah. I lose all investment in whatever is happening with him when his whole thing is, I need to get diamonds so I can t- continue my research because I can't get the money. Yeah. But somehow he can afford a rocket that fits in his <laughs> elaborate car tank thing yeah and the, the rocket just why is that rocket there yeah because <laughs> toys remember everyone it's a cartoon exactly all right what's your worst thing my worst thing it, it is hard to pick a single worst thing i'm gonna go with the fact that 90 percent of the dialogue in this movie is a quip or a joke there's very little yeah. actual dialogue between characters occasionally there will be but the entire first scene with the rocket and the fight is all joke and kill clip. the heroes and, destroy everything yeah and that was so it bombs away terrible. and it's all nobody says anything no one says anything and and that just really grated on my nerves um that's I, it the opening sequence is kind of delight if i wasn't watching it alone it would have been delightful yeah Watching it with a friend, you're like, "Oh, this is." Great. And now they're he's they're all, we are two minutes, like six minutes into this movie, and Arnold's like, "It will go into space and you'll freeze." <laughs> I'm like, "Already, we're here. This is amazing." <laughs> and then a minute later, off. they're they're doing a sil- silver surfer bit. Yeah, they <laughs> surf down. <laughs> and Chris O'Donnell's going, "Cowabunga!" <laughs> yeah, it's like, what yeah. is happening? It's it, it, it's and when you're watching it by yourself in yeah. the middle of a day, and you're just like. This is what my life has come to. I have to watch this for a podcast. Putting donuts in my face, like, that's... (laughs) Not eating them, just like, it's just mechanical. (laughs) And I, oh god, it's just shield my eyes from the movie. Yeah, for real. What about you? What are your best and worst? My favorite, or my best thing, uh, is Michael Goh's performance as Alfred. He's very good at it. Because every time they cut to an Alfred scene, I feel like I'm watching a legitimate movie. Sure. (laughs) It's the only part of the movie that is taken seriously. Yes. And I like that, weirdly enough, this is the movie that actually kind of cashes in on him. Yeah. Because all the other movies are like, hey, we got Alfred. Yeah. And they're all better movies, but this one's like, we're a terrible movie, but we recognize this actor. Yeah. (laughs) So let's utilize him. And he's great. And there's some genuinely great dialogue between him and George Clooney about Batman and what Batman means. Yeah. But then it cuts to horrible freeze puns I will say that Clooney... and Batman and Robin talking about Poison Ivy's nice buds and stems Clooney does look he never seems truly bothered by the fact that Alfred's dying he's, no. always, he's always got that weird like little Clooney grin on his face like <laughs> yeah and like Robin and Alicia Silverstone are both like what do we do we have to help him save him and he's just like 
Alfred. He had a good. He had a long life. <laughs> I mean, just the convenience that both Alfred and Mr. Freeze's wife have the exact same McGregor syndrome, which is named after one of the producers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So Ugh. my worst thing, I guess we're just talking about all the villains this time. My worst thing's Bane. That's, oh yeah, that is not Bane. No, no, no. That is a. That to me is is a bigger uh, bastardization than Freeze. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. because I, the actually the reason I said Mr. Freeze because he already told me before oh, that okay, he yeah. was going to do Bane. Yeah, so, because you recently oh, had yeah. me read Nightfall. Yeah, and Which Bane, I actually have not Bane read, but is, I know the general idea. Of Bane is great in that, and I really like Tom Hardy in Dark Knight Rises. It's not exactly an accurate portrayal of the character, but. You know, it's it's really it's, good in its own it's way. It's an accurate portrayal of the character in the sense of his motivations and his his thought process is where it should be. Yeah. It, it, obviously, Whereas, visually it's different. But it, this guy is just some random dummy who gets injected with super soldier formula yeah. and then just follows poison ivy around for the rest of the and movie. And says one-liners. Ooh. Or one-orders. And, and, yeah, barely even that. My, yeah, just although, counts. it has my one of my favorite moments in the movie when he's placing the icicle bombs around yes. the observatory and he says bomb <laughs> which I bomb. wonder is, is that because people wouldn't have understood when all the icicles blown up what was happening because that's Joel Schumacher's the sitting there in the editing room going I don't think the general audiences are going to get that when he... <laughs> <laughs> know who did the voice of Bane but they get him in there to do ADR and he's like seriously you just want me to say bomb <laughs> <sighs> okay so Alex has the Joel Schumacher impression that's my favorite alright done done alright guys this is remember his everyone it's the cartoon <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I am that Alex is doing the freaking list that voice is so brilliant. I and we're sure this. Joel Schumacher is a nice man. We're not trying oh, to make fun of him. I feel so bad for him. Well, actually, doing a, this is something that I, I was reading the trivia. He does not deserve... This. I mean, he deserves some of the crap, but he does not deserve like yeah. all the blame that he yeah. gets. Well, he this. apparently really stood up for Elisa Silverstone because yeah. there apparently there's a lot of extra scenes with this movie with her that they cut because she'd like, gained some weight and had to refit oh. the costume. And the press got a hold of that and just ripped into her. Yeah. And Schumacher, I started out kind of like jokingly, now, like, guys, that, who cares? Was like, this one of those things where it's like they called Jennifer Lawrence fat, even though she's not fat? I think I think so, yeah. Okay. Like she gained, Hollywood. She gained fat. some weight. So they're all like, oh my God. He's like, yeah. And John Locke started off trying to like laugh it off, like, guys, come on, who cares? Like, it's not a big deal. But then, like, it got really bad. And so he's actually saying, like, you guys, there are women, like, really suffering from eating disorders. Like, why are you going to attack this woman? Yeah. Because she gained some weight. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Which is a really neat thing yeah. uh, to do for, I mean, especially when you're at the time directing this huge movie to stick up for, you know, a, a, a starlet. That, like, that, that definitely gave me a good impression of him. And I feel like he is a really good guy. Yeah. He just happened to be behind a really bad movie. Yeah. I, I a couple of that. I it's like a sixty forty split where I blame him for forty percent of it because he went along with everything, but I blame sixty percent on Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, that's because the, yeah. they pushed him to rush it. They pushed him to make a two hour toy commercial. They pushed yeah. him yeah. to just and that yeah, and that was and, and, make and, it more childish. And that, it really was a toy commercial. I yeah. mean, and I'd always heard that, and I never really got it until I watched it uh, the other day, and I was like, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. The other thing, the fun thing to point out. Is that the screenwriter on this movie? Oh, Akiva uh, Goldman. Uh, yeah, as a, and screenwriter is a term I use in quotation marks. <laughs> Akiva Goldman would go on to write a beautiful mind yeah. and win an Oscar for yeah. it. And win an Oscar for it, and and deservedly so. To be fair, yeah. he did the last rewrite on Batman Forever as well. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. 
Because it's interesting to me that this guy wrote Cinderella Man. Yeah. And he wrote A Beautiful Mind. Both movies that I love and are very formative, important movies to me. He wrote these wonderful movies, and, and he also... And I get it. And when you're screen... People don't realize that screenwriters take jobs the way actors take jobs, too. Yeah. Like, sometimes you do get hired to just come in and punch up a Mary-Kate and Ashley script. Even though you're this great comedic force, they're like, hey, we need you to put a joke in. And they're like, hey, Twin Cincinnati. And, but that, that does happen. So I know yeah. that Goldsmith at a point in his career, he was like, look, I hired to write this movie that the studio is making. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know it wasn't his vision, but still, it's just, it is. It I, is I have something. this vision in my brain that Akiva Goldsmith is sitting there, like on a typewriter, writing the Alfred scenes. Meanwhile, he's got, like, his sons in the corner with, <laughs> with Batman Forever toys, and he's got, like, the prototype Mr. Freeze and Bane. He's like, all right, now you guys are going to do the action bits, and I'm going to write the important stuff. <laughs> I'm going to write the character art. And then it ended up being he's just got, like, two pages of yeah. scenes. Meanwhile, they're like, okay, we got all the stuff we want to do. <laughs> how, how, how's this? He's got a giant rocket, and it shoots up out of the thing, and they go into space, and they're in surf. Surfboards. And I believe this was actually supposed to originally be called Batman Forever. With a four. Like we were talking about with Batman Returns. <laughs> how he wished it had been like Batman Into the Night. Apparently this was going to be Batman Forever. And the previous one was going to be Batman and Robin. See. And I don't know why they changed it. That makes more sense and less sense at the same time. Yeah. Because Batman Forever, like thematically, that does not work with this movie at all. No, no, whereas no, no, no. it works with the previous yeah. one. Yeah. Batman and Robin makes more sense for the last one because that's what, now you have Batgirl why is it called Batman and Robin you, yeah. you really couldn't come up with anything else and this movie is even less about Batman than the Tim Burton ones I feel yeah I mean this movie's he's yeah. in it but yeah there's no like I mean he and Alfred have some conversations like you said about well, this is who Batman stands for or yeah. whatever like, Batman forever feels like the movie where yeah it is most about Batman of these four yeah. or Bruce Wayne Batman or Bruce Wayne just, right. just the his character he actually has a and, presence and, in a moment yeah this so, one goes back to just him being kind of there so on that note how do we feel about Clooney given that he had very little to do <laughs> it feels like he doesn't care I'm, well he's I'm, very low impact I think I'm, of all the Batman like I'm yeah. just holding back like vehement anger after hearing like his initial thoughts on how like he wanted to play it oh really oh yeah yeah cause He's thinking about it, he's like, well, Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer, they kind of did, like, the tortured Bruce Wayne. I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to do something different. Yeah. And so I was thinking, he's a rich guy. He has fun during the day, and then he goes out at night and he fights crime. I'm going to play it like I'm having fun. That's not the character. <laughs> That's not actually... and, and if you don't get the character yeah. and you want to change it, don't play it. Well, that said, though, duality. <laughs> the duality See, of... duality is to the Burton movies like family is to this one. It's true. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that's true. It's so terrible. And this is the movie we, we, we arrived on Pat Hingles Gordon for being a comedy cop. They don't even pretend that he's a cop in this movie. His job in this movie, he holds up the, the diamond and goes, nah, I got it. And then later at a party, he hits on Poison Ivy and then gets a drink. I looked over at you when he held up the diamonds. I'm like, he that's the most important thing he'll do this whole movie. Yeah, he does not even try. And like he said, he runs in at one point and he goes, I'll take it away. <laughs> All right, bye. Okay. Like, no, I, I need to I get some context for that scene for people who haven't seen this in a while. Why would you want to watch this again? <laughs> we'll so, give you everything you need. Yeah. So Batman, Don't put yourself through that. Batman has his little fight on the stairwell with Bane that's a lot like Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, Robin's getting flirted with by, by Poison Ivy. 
and then Bane, Poison Ivy start to get away, and Batman and Robin get into a little tussle, and Robin gets flipped into some pistachio ice cream, yep. which it's a very odd image. It is. I'm, and then he gets out of it and he's like she loves me he just like immediately starts yelling I'm going solo and then he just walks away covered in ice cream I think he just did buddy <laughs> that's gross <laughs> that's a gross joke <laughs> do you know what it means if you know what it means leave a comment that's, that's gonna be the first comment we get in any of our media I thought about commenting on the Batman Forever one and being like that's me you're talking about me I would have been really excited to see that for like a second. <laughs> I'm like, God dang it, it's Britain. Leaving like bullet points like 1304. Good point, Tyler. 1457. Good line, Jane. Alex. The Just like constantly. Here comes the sequel. Here's my, li- my live blog. Blog within a blog on Here Come the Sequels. Hey guys, Make another be- podcast responding to that podcast. You guys will be live tweeting the Here Come the Sequels podcast if you want to check it out. Check me out on Twitch. Then. <laughs> But Gordon walks in, and and keep in mind, this is right after him and the cops have tried and utterly failed to catch Mr. Freeze, because Mr. Freeze turns the cold on in the room, which apparently freezes up their lungs, Yeah. but then they turn back on the warm in the room, because there's just like a switch that just goes one or the other, Yeah. and then he just walks in, looks at Batman and goes, what happened? Now they get away! <laughs> He's so fed up with it. Ah. And then Batman's like, I'm I'm kind of freelance. What's your job, sir? I think at the time, this was either right before or at, this is around the time Pat Hingle was doing a production of on Broadway. He was doing a play on Broadway called 1776. He was playing Benjamin Franklin. And apparently was brilliant in the part, and it's a phenomenal I th- show. I, th- I thought you were going to say... He shows up to talk to George Washington, and he goes, "What happened? How they, how they get, away? get away? <laughs> what do you mean?" But it's and it's so funny to me that this was, and I don't know exactly the timeline, but this was around the same time in his career. He was getting tons of money for this thing, and then he was doing like art in New York. <laughs> He's going, All right. My Man. one regret is that there was not a Pat Hengel Commissioner Gordon action figure. I want that so bad. That'd be great. They'll make a Funko Pop of him, I hope. I want the, no, I want the statue of him on top of the police building from Batman Forever waving at the bat plane. Go! Go! It's, it's go. like a, a, a like scene like statue. Like yeah. yeah. It's the top of the building and he's standing there with with like like shaking hands with the cop and, and waving Batman on and there's like a glass stand holding up the Batwing and there's like a stained glass of Batman doing the thumbs yep. up. <laughs> I want a, a Gordon statue that comes with Bell from the first movie when he's trying to move the Bell at the, the church. <laughs> well, you can't do anything with it. Let's go. Or I guess they wouldn't sell that because he, Gordon didn't do anything with the Bell. <laughs> no, it's just doesn't like... come with Bell. <laughs> Ironically, it comes with a removable Bell. <laughs> Do you, do, was the was Gordon your favorite character? <laughs> Are you a Stanley Kubrick purist in Roanoke, Virginia? <laughs> then we, we got a toy for you. <laughs> Bringing it back. Bringing it back around. And I really like. They, I mean, they just ruined Gordon. Yeah. But also, I mean, this he, Gordon was a bumbling character until uh, Oldman. 
Yeah. And it's kind of like Inspector Lestrade well, in the show. Well, live action-wise. Live action-wise, yeah. right, right. But since the 60s show. Yeah. That based, that's when that started, yeah. Well, it's like a lot of versions of Lestrade and Sherlock Holmes. He's like this, I don't know, Holmes, I'm an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And then in the, the Sherlock show um, with Cumberbatch, uh, that Lestrade's like a smart, intelligent yeah. <laughs> inspector, uh, which is... is I'm just very relieved that we have that version of Gordon, especially now after having watched these ones. Yep. Uh, I want to, I feel like that's a good point to to jump off into the, the general comparison of this to the sixties and and people, people will harp on that and be like, Oh, well it's, I I guarantee like over half the people, and I'm talking like five people here (laughs) that gave it a positive review on Rotten Tomatoes are saying it's just like the 60s show. Yeah, um, I guarantee it. And that's not fair at all, because the... the and the other half are like, I like I like the Mr. Freeze buns. <laughs> Another half are Arnold Schwarzenegger's mom. <laughs> <laughs> and Joel Schumacher's mom. And Joel Schumacher's mom. And Zack Snyder. <laughs> it's Patty Schumacher, Joe Schwarzenegger, hey, and Zack Snyder. The question is, 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 is this a more accurate portrayal of Batman than, than Ben Affleck Batman? He doesn't kill. He doesn't. Uh, we, we, we need to stop bashing Snyder. We'll, we'll fine, get there. Fine. We'll get there. We will get fine, there. we'll bash Michael Keaton's Batman some more. In the inevitably three-hour podcast of Batman. Because yeah. I have not seen that. I'm, I'm going to watch it the day before we record. And I'm going to come in with my hair on fire from anger. I already know. Yeah. Cheeto oh. dust all over my face. <laughs> but as, as far as the 60s show go, it, it's... The reason this is not like the 60s show is because this... Is it's it's like you said about the quips where it's try it's not earnest in the slightest yeah. it's it's yeah. not sincere because everyone in the sixties show like Uma Thurman is trying to really buy in and play this character as straight as they can yeah. they're trying to be like the reason it's funny is because they will say things that are ridiculous mm-hmm. and they'll say them as if they're you know the Incredibly most obvious serious. thing in the world like yeah. like the oh, uh, What's what's dangerous weighs a pound and, and sits in a tree. A sparrow, a sparrow with a machine gun. A sparrow with a machine yeah. gun. And they just Of course. They just accept it. And it's they don't yeah. it's not supposed to be played like a joker. It's everyone is, is mm-hmm. putting on a really there's, clever there's not it's not constantly winking at you going, Isn't this kind of ridiculous? Yeah. yeah. And it's, then yeah, it's leaving it up to you to figure out, oh wait, this is this is funny, it's satire. Yeah. It's it's not at all you know, trying to actually... Well, can I also say the 60s stuff has jokes? Yeah. The... Arnold saying an ice pun is not a joke. <laughs> well, uh, That's Ro- not a joke. Yeah. Roger Ebert, who is, I think, the greatest critic that ever yeah. lived, said... Didn't he give three and a half stars to Phantom Menace? Yeah. Hey, now. We all <laughs> Everyone make, makes We all make mistakes. <laughs> he also helped get Halloween to become a very popular movie. So. Richard Roper said that Michael Jordan was going to have a great acting career after Space Jam. So, <laughs> none of us are But perfect. he did! <laughs> he acted like a baseball player. Wait, was, was he a sports burn? Um, well, but he, he, he's talking about, like you said, with that's the sincerity. That's part of the plot of Space Jam. Right? Well, and he's terrible in that, too. Tune in for the Christmas episode where we talk about Space Jam. <laughs> and Air Bud! <laughs> I've been petitioning Alex to do the Air Bud movies we've, for weeks. We've got to, no, we, not the Air Bud movies. We've got to do the, uh, the, the Buddies. Buddies, movies. yeah, we do. Because I told him to do that, yeah. Because there's a Christmas Buddies where they have to save Santa! <laughs> Alex! The earnestness with which you said what? they have to save Santa! Santa and this 
Alex, oh. we can all be sitting here and we'll all wear like Christmas hats and they'll just know we'll have like jingle bells or Merry Christmas, listeners. I think and the I'll, guy in Roanoke has like a like the hot chocolate. I think I'll just be chugging eggnog there's, the whole time. There's something so wonderfully pure about this Stanley Kubrick Stanley Kubrick purist in Roanoke just yeah. sitting there. He's he's huddled up in his in his blanket. It's a nice fur fur blanket. And he's, he's got his mug of hot chocolate. He's gonna listen to us talk about it's, snow it's buddies. Got, it's got like like pugs. Yeah, like like on the that's the pattern. Like on crocheted it. on it. Yeah, and, and he's, he's just got this. He's just. Gonna tune into his his three buddies talking about the buddies saving Santa, (laughs) and he's like, "This is great," and I'm gonna watch Clockwork Orange later. (laughs) This is a great Christmas. Someone, maybe someone will call tomorrow. (laughs) I can just imagine him staring at at snow buddies, just sitting there. And he just starts repeating red rum, red yeah. rum, red rum. <laughs> and he just completely loses his mind. Like, like a few years ago, um, when our Alex and I's roommate um, and I, for when Alex refused to participate in this, for whatever reason, just just watched Super Buddies. It was on Netflix. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I'm all about this and life. I feel like we could get some mileage out. I think that we absolutely hey, hey, could. Joel Schumacher is not appreciating this that we're not talking about that. Two to one. Okay, all right, Joel. <laughs> the, I guess what I was originally getting at is Roger Ebert had this thing where he talked about... He said, I'm so I'm, sorry I brought a Phantom Menace. A man, a man, <laughs> that a man wearing a funny hat is not funny... If he's like pointing at it and going, uh uh-uh, uh, it's funny if he, if he believes the cat is perfectly normal. Yeah. Because even the most ridiculous comedies you've ever seen are funny because every the character doesn't think they're in comedy. And like it, the, the, yeah. in, in the 60s movie and the show, those act, Adam West and Burt Ward and everybody, they're like, we're going to play this straight. We know it's ridiculous, but we if we play it straight, it's going to make it more fun. Yeah. Because then there is a little nugget of sincerity to it. So it, it, you, it has that ability to be kind of moving. And then we can invest in it. But with this, it's just a bunch of actors who are like, what is happening? And I get it. I don't blame them for feeling that way. But there is no sincerity. There's nothing underneath this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like none of them got direction. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. It really does, though. It feels like none of them were, were told to act in a specific way. Because so, I yeah. feel like Chris O'Donnell's like, okay, I'm just going to try and do the same thing I did last time. Yeah. I'm just going to try and angsty. is a very good Robin. Yeah. I really think yeah. that... Had this, had, had a better, had, had better movies been, were, were there better movies being made at the time? Yeah. He would have been a fantastic Robin in a good movie. Like, he'd can be I, a great Nightwing. And yeah. can, can I just say, minus the nipples, I like his costume. Sure. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, why I, the silver at the end? It suddenly becomes a different Oh, yeah, because well, they they're ice they suits. Because like, oh, right, right, right. toys. Yeah. True. And I, and I like that Alfred just, like, made them. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I made one in your style. For, for, um, Alicia. Yep. What do we think of Batgirl in this? She's a complete waste of space. Why is she in I'm this movie? I'm not a huge fan of her acting. Sure. Um, I'm not a fan of anyone's acting in this, so... Hey, well, I was going to say, except for Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> He's fun. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. Uh, and, and Uma Thurman. Yeah. In a different movie. Yeah. But I, I just... I'm not even that upset by the fact that they changed her origin. That she's Barbara Wilson. She's an Alfred relative yeah. rather than a it's Gordon kind of relative. Because admittedly, because they realized, like, oh god, we, Gordon, Gordon has no character. Yeah, yeah. How we great can... would it be for Gordon to be like, I have a daughter, and like half the movie is just him like bond. It's like the kids are all right, and he's like met this long lost <laughs> daughter. And he's trying to bond with her, and like, do you like ice cream? And she's like, 
No, Dad, if you'd been there, you'd know I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Your mother was better at this. <laughs> and this, I want that movie. The dime, like the diamond, was for her, and uh, but but I, I don't even I'm not even bothered by the fact they got her her origin wrong. I'm bothered that she's just kind of like she has no real character in this. She shows up for Robin to immediately be super all over her, yeah. and then she's part of a street racing underground <laughs> thing at, from, and and that's why she got kicked out of Oxbridge, which yes. is her her alma mater. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's let that sit in for a second. Moment of silence for for, for Oxbridge. Oxbridge. Okay. Why is she not? Have, why does she not have a British accent, or at least some kind of anything? And Coolio runs that street race. By the yep. way, I just just to yep. make this even more nineties, Coolio <laughs> runs the neon street racing. I have a connection to Ben Affleck. Coolio is a huge part of the Daredevil director's cut, which I highly recommend, which stars, of course, Ben Affleck, who played Batman. He played Batman. What? <laughs> well, Zack Snyder's Batman. I thought he played Punisher. <laughs> no. Hey, oh. we've got to step up. This is going to get even worse with the Nolan movies, too, because we're going we're gonna to be going back and forth so much. About how, here's how what different. Nolan did right, and here's how Zack Snyder completely screwed it up. It'll make the BVS one a little shorter because we've already said all of it. <laughs> Except for me who hasn't seen it, this is going to be two hours of me just ranting and raving and being mad. It's be great. I really want you to like it. <laughs> I right? Really, I need this. What if happen. I come in and guys? You know what? B, <laughs> B minus for me because look, <laughs> no, no, no. L- listen, it's a lot like <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> God. <laughs> At least Freddy vs. Jason has some fun. Say, it's a lot like 2001 A Space Odyssey. This movie's a lot like it happened one night. <laughs> I, <sighs> but yeah, it, it, going back to the actual movie we were trying to talk about. <laughs> it's, yeah, for, for one, that is the most 90s. That that might be the apex of the 90s. Like, that's just, that is such that's, a, that's where we hit the center. Yeah. Oh, the, um, the whole motorcycle yes, race the motorcycle sequence, chase motorcycle neon. Yeah, it's impossible to tell what's Not going on. Not bad for a chick. There's, there's all these okay. graphics everywhere. I do actually like the look of Gotham in this movie. It's sure. very over the top, but I like kind of just the the huge sweeping buildings and and, and, and more of the shirtless men holding up <laughs> stuff. Shirtless. I was about to say even more. There of is that. one holding up the observatory. It's now a plot point. <laughs> and that was kind of I'm, I was watching I'm like man. Oh my is, god, you're totally right because. Oh my god! You know, I was watching that and I was like, in a video game, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not a video game. Yeah. I don't know what my favorite Gotham is of these three because I did like the Gotham and Batman Returns, but it also seemed very in- tight and enclosed. Yeah. yeah. So probably Batman '89. Because because City Hall is the only I place would, that I they would had probably built. say Batman Forever is my favorite. Yeah, out of yeah. Because it's been a while since I've yeah. watched that one. It's been a while. But um. <laughs> What else do we want to talk about that we hate about this movie? Or you know what? Let's. Oh my god. Let let let's 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 try something. I always tell my friend RJ and my friend Sarah. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Lead with patience. That's something that I've told as a, a a thing I say at work a lot. What would be the argument we can make that it's a good movie, or that we, is an enjoyable movie? I know it's hard. But I was thinking about this, like, I, it was because so, it was hard for me to pick the one thing I hate the most. So I'm like, well, 
there are people out there that like it. And it, oh, is it just that people are like, no, the 60s? Is it just nostalgia? You know, is it... I, is there something about this movie that you can enjoy on our Before I give you a real answer... <laughs> you were about to break there. I was waiting for it. It's got deep-rooted themes about family. About sticking together. You know what else does? Super buddies. <laughs> Bringing it back. I'm just saying, and keep we we could do apocalypse next, or we could do spooky buddies. <laughs> Halloween's over, but we could still get spooky. Can we call it "Here Come the Spookles"? <laughs> <laughs> we open it up with like a wolf. Ooh. Welcome to Here Come the Spookwolf. Is it sad that we're I... your ghoulish film? We're critic. absolutely doing this next next October. I don't need we're next October. That's the that's the series. That's I, the series for for, is for it, Halloween. Episode. Is it sad that I had this like idea in my brain that you came up with that a few weeks ago and you been holding <laughs> on to that? You know, this is the perfect time. I've been pushing the buddies movie for a while, but this is the first time I had the uh, Halloween idea. No, specifically the Spookwolf. Spookwolf. No, that was off, that was off the dome, my friend. <laughs> On Halloween, I almost watched Nightmare Before Christmas, and I ended up watching Psycho Beach Party instead. <laughs> Which is is that is that what we're gonna end up doing for for the first Here Comes the Spookles episode? Maybe it was about like a Psycho Beach Party. Is there is there a Thanksgiving themed Super Buddies that we could do? <laughs> Thankful Buddies, where they all sit around like, "Wow, Jelly it's, Belly!" It's the most great. adorable movie of all time. It's just a bunch of dogs saying nice things. And I'm assuming like George Went or somebody is like the dog owner. <laughs> no, it's Pat Hingle. Pat Hingle. <laughs> Pat Hingle is the, is the mean old cranky neighbor who, who wants to sell the buddies to the... No, no the buddies the, run away and he goes, what happened? Now how did I get away? <laughs> As my friend Sarah would say, that's a gift. We should make that movie. We should make it now. trapped behind a giant boulder. He's trying to get it to move Well, on. Can't do it. All right. Let's go. <laughs> <sighs> There's so back... no reason we can't make that movie. <laughs> and then Sarah's dog, Fox, dressed as Batman, can come and save it. There you go. So back to your original point <laughs> of the arguments that could be made for why this yes. movie's good. Yes. I do think this works well for young kids. I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Despite, quote-unquote, sexual innuendo. There's th- this is which nothing I, compared no. to Batman Returns for one. No, no I was... <laughs> no, Great stims though, buds too. Oh well, okay. There, there's that, but it's, it's still not. It's there, but it's it, it is yeah. still not. As, it is not. The sexes are equal, and their erogenous zones are both yeah. sky high. It's That's not. Just, it's not as overt. That has no place in a Batman movie. Yeah, it's. I, I noticed that watching this, I was like, <clears> this is the kind of movie that I would be when I was little. I would feel weird watching my mom just because I was like, yeah, they're talking about girls and kissing. <laughs> but I'd feel weird watching those parts of Batman Returns with my mom now. Yeah, because I'm like, oh god, they're talking. Fun fact, when I watch Bridesmaids for the first time. Have you guys seen Bridesmaids? Yeah. I have not, but I know that it's... The opening scene is that, you know, yeah. just off-the-wall uh, coital scene. And I was like, I want to watch ba- Bridesmaids. My, my mom's like, okay, cool, turn it on. And I turned it on, and that was the first scene. And I was like, great. great. I, don't think we've, I don't think we've ever talked about it. I don't think we've ever brought it up. <sighs> but I, 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 I do think that the, the, the sexuality in this movie... It's interesting that this movie is less sexual when poison ivy is 
is the character and yeah, Poison yeah. Ivy and Catwoman is obviously a very sexual character in the in the books but I mean Poison Ivy's <clears throat> whole thing is that she seduces you and weakens yeah. you and kisses you to kill you and I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't go even skimpier with her outfits yeah because it's it's actually, I mean, it's, of course, it's bright and colorful, but it's kind of tame. It is, and I mean, she looks great in it. Yeah. Um, and I and I wonder if that was just part of the toyetic thing, just trying to keep it like, because they saw how people, re- how parents reacted to returns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember, but like the 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 girls, um, like Drew Barrymore, and uh, and the other girl in um, Debbie Forever. Mazar. Debbie Mazar, yeah, and Forever. Yeah. Did they have like really skimpy costumes as well? Yeah, or? kind of. Yeah. So yeah. they were just like, let's make a. Yeah, There's also but, a gorilla striptease in this movie. Yes, there is. And that's a thing. It's, <laughs> I've, I'd forgotten about that movie. The last time I saw this was a year or two ago with my, my now ex, who was like, I just really want to watch the Poison Ivy gorilla striptease because I'd never seen it. And I was like, okay, we're going to watch it. <laughs> but can I just say, Bruce Wayne gives her an invitation d- during the previous scene yeah, where yeah, she yeah, runs yeah. into him. Why does she feel the need to disguise... To, to, not only does she get into a gorilla costume, Bane also gets in a gorilla costume. How great would it have been if the striptease was actually Bane? <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> then he's just like, naked. <laughs> arm. <laughs> arm. <laughs> head. Then, what would Joel Schumacher say as, as that scene was happening? I'm, I'm not doing that. No. I don't know. I'm so happy that you have that voice, though. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. I yeah, because I I admit I I think that that is the best thing about this movie, and that it is it is it is something that little kids can really enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it as a little kid. I did too. Yeah, I had VHS tapes of both this and Forever. I never like, and I loved it, loved it. Like I didn't watch it nearly as many times as I watched you know, the Power Rangers movie or uh, Ninja Turtles or something. <laughs> I have another. Alex is looking at me like Power Rangers <laughs> movie. We should totally watch that movie because that's a that is. That is a movie, but we, Ivan Ooze is legitimately great in that movie. I'm, I'm trying to get you we, back we, to well, Super Buddies crap. We have, we have discussed. <laughs> we have discussed also doing a um, a, a childhood nostalgia series. That would be a great idea. Where, where we go through that, and um, I'd that, have to think of some some. I, I think I my, my initial start for that was Disney's Dinosaur from like oh, early yeah. 2000. That was a movie I loved as a kid, and I remember sure, like nothing sure. about it now. Um, but yeah. that's that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> I watched a movie when I was little called Prehysteria. That the whole this was incredibly early nineties. I believe it was straight to VHS. It was this kid found these miniature dinosaurs. They were babies, which means that a baby T Rex is a fully formed T Rex. It was just tiny, like a miniature. Huh. And then they named all of them after rock stars. <laughs> so their names were Paula, after Paula Abdul, Elvis. Um, I want to say like the Triceratops name for like Debbie Harry or something, and they all lo- and the dinosaurs loved eating raisins. And there was like an evil guy trying to like capture them. I watched that movie. It was Pat Hingle, right? Set, probably <laughs> Pat Hingle. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I thought it was too easy. I love like, the Pat Hingle. Do I do it? Pat Hingle's career. Oh, don't worry. I'll I'll, t- I'll take the terrible joke for you. The Pat Hingle's career, as we've established in this podcast, is Batman and Robin, Broadway. Capturing small animals <laughs> <laughs> and asking hey, things. You know, how they know, man's got to make a living. Is, is, Pat, is Pat Hingle still around? Is, is he still with us? Right Probably not. I hope so. I, really I hope, hope so. Yeah, me too. Because if he's not, I gotta pray later. <laughs> We're all going to church. 
<laughs> Here come the faithful. <laughs> because I, th- I think if he's not, we, we need to, to all make it our life's goals to get into Hollywood producing movies and write a movie where Pat Hingle stars as William Taft. <laughs> <laughs> but Titanic sank. What do you mean? Where did it go? <laughs> The ocean. It's, <laughs> how to get away? What's a, good what's a good like like movie about a real event? Like some sort of like Pearl Harborish type thing where where you but some very serious thing. Well, like like Into the Storm, the Churchill movie they made yeah. with Brendan Gleeson, yeah. something like that. Yeah. There's there's a movie I'm thinking of. I just can't remember. The I was gonna say where, no. Where it'll playing, it'll like, just be Pearl Harbor two, directed by Michael Bay, and it's just Pat Engel as Tab. He's like, I can't Angle. believe this. <laughs> and me and my super buddies will crash that. <laughs> However, he passed away in 2009 at age oh. 84 in Carolina Beach, North Carolina. Rest in peace. So, his real name is Martin Patterson Hingle. Was Martin Patterson Hingle. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Oh, wow, he was in Lynn before time. I thought you were going to say he was in Super <laughs> Oh, my God, he was in <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, Land Before Time is one we could do for it. That's a great series because that's, absolutely. that's one that, another one that I, I remember being very heartbroken one time because the newest Land Before Time eighty five or whatever it was came out and and my my aunt got it for me and uh, she she for whatever reason it was the Spanish version of the newest Land Before I don't oh, know how wow. this happened. I didn't. I, it, it said Land Before Time. It was yeah. not El Terra. <laughs> Right. Whatever. Just does voices after. Yeah. Just. Oh yeah. Is Something. It? I don't know. But um, my friend Sarah he can tell us. <laughs> Hi. Hello, Sarah he. Uh, but, and I remember being like just incredibly depressed that I start. I I put in my my new Land Before Time movie and that happened. And I I don't think it was one where you could yeah. switch like the languages. It was oh, just no, yeah. straight up. That's amazing. A Spanish version. And so my parents like had to go out and buy one before I had like a breakdown. Pat Hingle was in Talladega Nights. Interesting. Pat Hingle was also in The Grifters. As a character called, I'm not kidding, Bobo Justice. Interesting. Which I think is what I will now refer to his character in Batman as. That's not Commissioner Gordon. That's Bobo Justice. <laughs> that sounds way more accurate to what... He wasn't commissioning anything. I want a really explosive like intro for him in this thing. Bobo Justice. Bobo Justice. And then, Bobo Justice. And then, catching all the bad guys moving the bell. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, it's just a still frame of him. What happened? How'd they get away? <laughs> Bubble Justice it wants to know like where a, they went. It's like one of those like straight-to-DVD shows. Like I'm, I'm thinking like Wishbone. Yeah. Something like that, where it's it's like a, a really like nice intro. Like like it's, it's a really like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's no, but it's it's like a really like pleasant like yeah, yeah you know yeah. all these scenes of like these characters doing silly things and like they put their actors in front of you like what oh. happened how did they get away and there's like a laugh track or something like that <laughs> like too many cooks or something. I thought Batman eighty nine was unfocused <laughs> this is and I don't mean the movie although eh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean the podcast Bobo Justice is moving the bell go go go. <laughs> That's, yeah, no, he is not Commissioner Gordon, he is not a police officer, His, that man's name, the man who held that diamond and, and found that drink for Poison and Ivy. And tried to move that bell. And tried to move that bell, that was Bobo Justice. Mm-hmm. Woo! This is a good podcast, guys. I'm screaming internally. 
<laughs> so how did we get here from your question about? I think it says, I think it says something that we got here from your question about how would you how would you make the argument this is a good movie that we cannot well, manage to put together. Well, an Super Buddy is a Bobo Justice. Um, I but, don't. I don't, I don't but Tyler, it's about family. I, I Partners. Think, I think legitimately it's the fact that it, this is something I was I was saying to Alex the other day. This movie does actually know what it's doing. A lot of people think mm. stuff like the Transformers movies know yeah. what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Mike, that's Michael Bay just doing whatever the crap he feels like, and it is not nearly as focused of a narrative. The, the effects are not nearly as good. The, the directing yeah. is not nearly as good as it should be for a movie that is literally just supposed to be robots fighting each other right. for you know the the preteen yeah. boy demographic like that's that's what yeah, that should yeah. be and th- there is a lot of just weird stuff there's weird jokes there's uh, we've i mean obviously we we covered that in, in podcast a long time ago but thankfully we will never have to do that again uh but yeah the, and i would argue that and i did argue then that those don't know what they're doing i think sure. this movie does I, this I, movie I is very right. much just okay we're gonna have all these crazy weird designs and we're gonna have the actors don't really matter because as long as they look like the characters that these, yeah, yeah. these kids know, then they're going to know that's who they're supposed to be. And, and like this whole thing about it's a cartoon and you're selling toys, that, that obviously is very, very frustrating and led to a bad movie, but they that that was true throughout the movie. Yeah. With the movie that you start with is the movie you get at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they really did commit to what they were doing. And it still wasn't a good thing. I'm not saying it doesn't make the movie good, but it is worth acknowledging. Like, this movie doesn't shy away from, like, it doesn't shy away from what it is. It knows what it is and it doesn't, and <clears throat> it's it's still pretty bad. But th- this is not a movie that's bad because they had bad actors or people who didn't know what they were doing. It was bad because they just the goal was so stupid yeah. and so inane. Can I just say, compared to the other movies we watched, I didn't hate myself while we were watching this. Yeah, like while we were watching X Men Three, I hated myself. While we were watching a- both AVPs, I was hating myself. This, I was, I had some enjoyment. Because there is a thing, it, it, it's ironic fun. Yeah. I think it's mostly, it's it's oh, yeah. so bad, it's good fun. But you can have fun just sitting around with your friends watching this and just yeah. laughing at it, and, you know. And, it, and it's nice to know, I was reading about that a lot of the people in this movie had kind of career slumps after it, except for Clooney. Yeah, for some um, reason. Because Clooney's gone on to become a legend. Yeah. And like, Silverstone has done fine for itself. Chris O'Donnell's on a really successful TV show. And, yeah. Um... Arnold became governor. Arnold became yeah, governor, yeah. and he'll and and really also by that point in his career, Arnold was already a legend you know. forever. You yeah, know, he yeah. was he was set. Terminator Two is going to get him out of a lot of um, pop culture scraps. I yeah. think. Yeah, that, that gives him like five get out of jail free cards. Yeah, it really does. I mean, that movie's unbelievable, and 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 like, you know, Pat Hingle just kept on trucking. You can't stop Bob Bobo Justice, <laughs> um, but but a lot of these these actors are talented people. Yeah. They were just getting a little crap to deal with. And Uma Thurman's. It's interesting that for a career to have started with Pulp Fiction, she hasn't had this like explosive career, but she's still very talented and she's done some good work. And she had Kill Bill. She did have Kill Bill, absolutely, which um, she is amazing in. I keep thinking she was nominated for that, but she wasn't. <laughs> and and this this is another kind of interesting connection. This is one of only two of the Batman movies, excluding 66, to not be nominated for an Oscar. And the other one was Dark Knight Rises. Hmm. Which is not a comment on the two similarity <laughs> and merit at all. Alex is over here already dead inside. Don't worry, buddy. But it, it, it is interesting that the... Because Dark Knight Rises, you could also chalk it up to the year it was in and a lot yeah. of other things. It's okay, man. Alex, what are you doing? Put that away. <laughs> 
Bobo Justice wouldn't want this. <laughs> Stop pointing that gun at your family. <laughs> I thought this was about family, Alex. But <laughs> when you said Bobo Justice wouldn't want this, I, I was going to say, that's exactly why I'm doing it. <laughs> Bobo Justice. <laughs> Remember, everyone, it's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> This might be my favorite podcast because we stopped. It's not about movies. This is just comedy now. <laughs> this is just gonna add on, add on. This is Suicide is a serious epidemic. <laughs> Seek help now. <laughs> Call the number on your, the bottom of your screen if you're experiencing. I like Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises is awesome. That's, like, that's, that's what it comes back but to. But this is interesting to me. Just. From an, cause I, it's Bane. It's the Bane factor. Part, that's the only... That's, <laughs> even though it featured future Academy Award nominations. That is Tom literally Hardy. the only reason that neither of them were nominated. Right, that'd be really funny. There's an there's, there's a Oscar so Bane-less. Um, well, yeah, I, think, I think that there's... Cause I, 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 one of the things that I was getting into movies, the Oscars were a big conduit for me. That was how I found a lot of movies that were really big to me. And so I always... I don't only watch like Oscar nominees or anything, but I, I think about movies kind of through that lens a lot, and it's always interesting to me to see, especially just each year, how the movies do at the Oscars. And so it's, inter- it's interesting to me with this one that every Batman movie, except, well, except for 66, got nominated for something except for Batman and Robin and Dark Knight Rises. Well, you'd think it would be nominated for like visual effects or set designer, but this movie is weird because it's, it's, it's a studio cash grab that looks it, it looks super expensive and ridiculously cheap at the same time yeah yeah like I, I'm thinking of like when the police cars get hit by the giant ice laser at the end right and they're covered with the ice and you can see it's just like plastic molds of, of ice and they're like flapping around when they crash into things I'm like that's, yeah. that's well, and, and that's the thing about Oh, but I'll just talk about Justice again on IMDb. Um, that's the other... That, that's the thing is I feel like this movie... Because I, I, I did actually have some other stuff like, oh, that's kind of a cool set. We talked about the makeup looking great on Arnold. That's not particularly yeah. complicated. But it was really good. But I feel like with the other movies, you could kind of stop and go, yeah, like Batman Returns, problem. Man, that makeup is really good. And you had there were some things about it that you could really kind of dig into. Yeah. And and this, I think, the design work was there. Because every year, some movie comes out that's not very good, but it gets nominated for visual effects because the visual effects are impressive. Yeah. Or the, you know, The Village got nominated for Best Score. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, the, you can always find these things. I'm trying to find out what was nominated the year. I'm, I'm interested to know what, what it was nominated. Oh, wow, it got a bunch of Razzie nominations. I mean, the Razzies are kind of... Kind of suck, but <laughs> I was interested to know what was nominated that year in place. Yeah. Um. Well, you're, you're looking that up. Yeah. Do we? Do we? So we've we've. I, I feel we have successfully defended the movie as best as possible. Do Do we want to just point out a bunch of just just stupid crap in it? Because there's a lot that we have we have just kind of like pushed to the side because it's just like okay, <laughs> let's talk about the broad themes. I feel like we can we can. I would like to nitpick it a little bit. Go Let her rip. It's not really nitpicking. It's it's just picking. <laughs> but um, for one, for, first thing that comes to mind, uh, the, the scene of of uh, Batgirl hacking into Alfred's computer, and 
And I get that nobody knew what the internet was at that point. Right. But it's literally just her <clears throat> typing in things, saying out loud what she's about to type in, looking at a picture with a name on it, saying out loud what she's about to, that she's about to type in the name, doing the same thing again. And this happens, there's a cut in between, so there's probably like half an hour of her just sitting here trying to type in passwords. Oh, and let me point out, when she first tries it for the few times, it shows the full window of the computer that she's looking at, and it shows the amount of tries that she is on, that, yeah. she, that she's had to go through. When it cuts to the next scene, and she's probably been doing this for like half an hour or so, it, conveniently, the amount of tries is left out. Let's <laughs> cut off the screen. She's just like, <clears throat> candy. Look, the Patent pa- office. The passwords she tries Bobo are Justice. just so like terrible. Yeah. Um, like, I, one of them is Alfred. <laughs> I need a good password. It's like an Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Great pen, Titus. So I just want to say, the year, the year that this movie was... Could have been nominated for an Oscar. Um, as good as it gets with Jack Nicholson. LA Confidential with Kim Basinger. Basinger. Please tell me Michael Keaton. Uh, good Will Hunting with Robin Williams, who is almost the Joker. Uh, the Full Monty, which and has... And Affleck. <laughs> and Affleck, yeah. Oh. Duh, Britain. Wow, I forgot he's that. The Full Monty, which, which has no connection, but is an extraordinary movie. And... Pat Hingle was on set one day. The other, the other movie was Titanic. <laughs> Okay, I speak for everyone here when I say, sure, Titanic made all the money, but it's got nothing on Batman and Robin. It's got okay? nothing. Yeah, so James Cameron. The conspiracy's real. I'm just saying, you guys. Anthony Hopkins was apparently considered for a Mr. Freeze at one point for this movie. I think Patrick Stewart was as well. Oh my god. And Gloria Stewart. Who was in? She was old Rose in Titanic, and she has my favorite scene in that movie where she drops the cord of Mary and she goes, "Oh, yeah." Um, she is the Gloria Stewart is in is the photograph of Alfred's wife. <laughs> oh, no, it's a, his sister. His sister, right? That's Gloria Margaret. Stewart, who's in Titanic. The <laughs> next clue's at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> National Treasure Three. <laughs> just saying. the Book of Taft. <laughs> <laughs> This is incredible. <laughs> I'm finding... I'm, I'm just looking... For, oh my god, I cannot believe this. Oh Can I just say, and you brought this up while we are watching it, how does Margaret, which is her name, how, how, how is the shortened version of that peg? It's fine. It's kind of like um, uh, Dick and Richard. I mean, it's just... It just <laughs> no, is. No, but like, is that, I mean, okay, is it, is, is that an actual thing? Richard Dick is no, short no, for no, Richard. No, 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 Margaret to Peg. I think so. Okay. Or Peg to Peggy, because Peggy's not short for anything. Okay. I think Peggy might just be a Margaret thing. Like, how is Robert Bob? Yeah. Okay, um, okay I, I was just very confused. By, uh, both of us were confused by that. Um, and, of course, it's it's just a three-letter password to figure out Bruce Wayne's greatest secrets. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I kind of wish it had just been... Bruce Wayne is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, they all know. I'm dying. I don't care. <laughs> and, he, and he leaves a sticky note so that he can remember the password. Can we address why Alfred gives her this this data tape or whatever in the first place? Because he's dying, so he knows Bruce needs another old man to to do everything for him. So he wants to enlist the help of his brother 
Wilfred, yes. who is somewhere across yeah. the world in India, in India on, on, on like some floating yeah uh, circus or something, half Dan or something. Yeah. So uh, the uh, another movie that was this year, uh, Men in Black with Tommy Lee Jones, another Snap. comic book movie. Is that is that not is that, does that not mean we have? And Will a Smith. lot of these. And, and Will Smith. She was um, Vicky Vale. Um, Vicky Vale. Okay. okay. And Will Smith. And Will Smith. Dead shot. Who'd be that shot? Did, like, we, get, did we get anybody? I'm looking that from um, from Batman Returns. I'm looking for some like Danny DeVito or some. Because uh, then you'd be able to just knock them all out. Christopher right? Walken. Three in a row. I mean, look for some Walken, some Pfeiffer, Keaton. I mean, I'm sure this Gattaca. But Gattaca's not really. Because then, then we'd have the if, if you found DeVito or um, Pfeiffer. Then you'd have the villains from all of the movies. Yeah. Oh God, I hope. Okay, I, I'm gonna. I, 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 this is my mission. I'm gonna find Pfeiffer. I'm gonna find. All right, let's continue to point out stupid yeah, things. Um, Susan Amistad. Goodbye. In general, the, the Poison Ivy's origin, for one, um, the fact that there's just this this crazy mad scientist dude who is just a complete caricature. Um, and she just happens to walk in right yeah. the door's unlocked to his side of the lab yeah, and she just opens it right as they're uh, trying to do the whole Bane experiment with the ununited nations <laughs> yes and there's there's all this stuff labeled like venom yeah and like it, it with like the skull and crossbones yeah in the most silly way possible um remember everyone it's the cartoon <laughs> and uh, yeah and and he like pushes her into a bunch of stuff and then just can I just her. say the actor playing uh I, I can't remember his name uh the doctor who tries to kill her is um John Glover who yeah. plays Michael Rosenbaum's fa- father in uh, Smallville and he voiced the Riddler in the animated series of Batman interesting yeah <laughs> it's, all it's, it's all connected it's concentric <laughs> is, circles yeah. um, look, okay but I gotta <clears throat> let me see what, what, what other stuff is there to pick from the litany of bad credit card the, the gangsters oh yeah, bad, bad credit, card, credit card the gangsters never leave the cave without it the gangsters look ridiculous in this are we just going to completely yes we're gonna, the gangsters do look incredibly silly they're covered in why neon. do they have hockey sticks oh no I, I was reason. just talking about the ones that they find like on the streets like oh that, okay that yeah. oh, at, that too, at, at the Turkish bath yeah all of Mr. Freeze's Gangsters are are guys wearing hockey equipment. Once again, a guy who is just trying to save his wife would not be like, "Okay, all of you need to use my gimmick." Yeah. Okay. I need henchmen for this. Hockey is on the ice sometimes. Grab some hockey sticks, and then Batman and Robin conveniently have ice skates. Yeah. Which I I understand the argument. Oh, that's something they do in the '60s show. Yes, but once again. They're not. They're not playing it straight. The '60s show, or this movie, is not heightened realism like the '60s show is. Where yeah. it's, it's this stuff where the audience is in on the joke that oh, that's a really ridiculous. It's ridiculous that he has shark repellent prepared. Yeah. But it's it's still hilarious because like like it, the, it's played straight. Yeah. And so it's funny. Like this is like oh, it's a it's funny because it it's a hockey rink. Mister Freeze is making things cold, and so now they have ice skates and that. And they're going up against hockey players. It's and the fact that Mr. Freeze has hockey player gangsters when he's supposed to be very like serious and as we mentioned earlier, serious and, and dark and you know, played very straight and it's he's supposed to not get any enjoyment out of this. He's in it to save his wife. And why is Vivica A. Fox trying to have sex with him at his base? 
she just walks up and she's wearing like she's very scantily clad in such a cold environment and she's like hey you wanna oh yeah you wanna but, do stuff but and I'm feeling like, hot no I I have a wife I can't do this and David then, DeVito is in Hercules which is this year the animated boom I'm still looking for Pfeiffer uh, there's also that's, that's enough that's, that's, that's enough the Nicholson, Nicholson DeVito Tommy Lee Jones right yeah so, I mean, that's enough okay. uh, also there are two Nicolas Cage movies this year Face Off <laughs> and Con Air um yeah okay Wait, this, Nicholas Cage and National Treasure I'm just and Superman lives. I'm just it's, saying. It's all, it's all there. The next clues. Wake up, people. <laughs> Wake up, people. Believe. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Justice is William Taft <laughs> in Titanic. <laughs> it sounded like you just said Die Titanic. <laughs> no, that's the sequel. Titanic two. Titanic. Pat Hingles is like looming above it. He's Taft. <laughs> Oh my god, I love this. This is incredible. This is incredible. Wake up, sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. Tap truthers. We're gonna get to Dark Knight and like have a serious conversation about how great it is, and everyone's gonna be like, come on. Give me a conspiracy. This is ridiculous. You're being serious. Also, this was the year of the Lost World Jurassic Park. Oh. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my feeling about that movie. I have I have no comment. Alan. I know that's not the same one, but... <laughs> Lord, Thomas Dodd's really good. Sorry, I'm totally... I'm gone now, I'm thinking... I just... Yeah, overall, I, I think... It's it's really hard to completely just... just rip into the movie, I feel like. Nearly I, everything is wrong. Because, again, again, the movie knows does know what it's doing. It's, it's made for kids, it's made for toys. It's very directed, and... I feel like yeah. Can I just say Poison Ivy has a line that bothers me a whole lot when <laughs> she's trying to flirt with Batman and Robin while they're uh, exchanging the fight with Bane yeah. like they're switching off tag teaming Yeah. Um, Poison Ivy goes uh, don't you know that every Poison Ivy action figure comes oh, complete yeah. with him it's not true <laughs> in the toy come on if it's a two hour toy commercial at least be straight with your facts at least at least saw the toy you're, you're hawking yeah there, well, there was not a poison ivy action figure that came with an extra bane until now <laughs> um, but I think you're right Tyler this, this is a very directed movie it's very intentional and in a way that makes it worse but in another way it makes me the best bad movies are often the ones that are unintentional. Yeah, exactly. The like, ones where they don't know they're making something like, really yeah, bad. Like The Room or something, or Troll 2 or yeah. something. But both oh of which my God. I love, by the way. Um, but I, I, yeah, this one they, they completely invented, and it kind of makes it a little sours it because you're like, you guys knew what you were doing. Yeah. yeah. You the actors are grown adults and this happened. Yeah. Apparently Clooney would visit because he was doing ER at the time, uh-huh. and he would like do ER during the week and Batman on the weekends, and he would come to the set of ER like in costume. Is that why Batman's so underwritten in this movie? Is it because it be. he, George Clooney yeah. was just too busy doing ER stuff? It might be part of it. I think that's one of the reasons that his career didn't totally die is he's on this yeah. incredibly huge show. And is this a problem inherently with both Schumacher films where it's we're going just for people who are popular at this point in time? Well, I think more so than who's best for the part. Partially. I think also he didn't want Kilmer to come back because he said Kilmer was really hard to work with or they didn't really get along. See, and, and so I, like, I've heard very contradictory things. And like Kilmer wanted to do it. There was another movie that Kilmer wanted to do instead. Yeah. 
So then he, they actually wanted David Duchovny. Speaking of electrifying charismatic actors, um, to 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 do it, he was like actually the first choice. Yeah, but they ended up getting Clooney because he was on this you know really hot show and he got a chin. So because I've heard Joel Schumacher talk about it and he's and he was saying that it was just that he started doing this this other movie yeah. and that his agent did not tell them, hey, we're he's doing this other movie. Oh wow! And so they weren't able to plan it. Huh. And of course, Warner Brothers was pushing it. It came out two years afterwards. There's a three-year break in between every single one of them. Until you get to this one, there's a two-year break. So it's just they oh, were from, trying to shove it from out. forever yeah. to yeah. rather. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That makes sense. Uh, can I talk about how Mr. Freeze, his whole thing is, I want to get diamonds, and somehow they're going to freeze things? Well, because they're like, partially they're used to power his suit in this world. How? I don't know. Suit, it's science. Don't worry about it. Duality, and then and see here, here's the <laughs> family. Here's the thing, you can you can tell me it's it's supposed to be a very heightened, unrealistic, crazy world. Mm-hmm. That's just something you have to kind of accept. It's goofy sci-fi fantasy type thing. But when I don't care about anything that's happening and I'm not emotionally invested in anything, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm gonna sit there and point out that those yeah. type of logical inconsistencies because. That's yeah. all I can do to keep myself mildly interested. I don't know. It's so fashionable to just bash this movie, and it and it's so easy. You almost it almost makes people want to be like, I know Ben Raman's terrible. Like it's so boring to say that. But at the same time, you watch it, like yeah, but it's it, it's not like Batman Forever where it gets this really bad rap, and you go back and you're like, okay, but actually, like. It's not perfect, but there's some there's some good stuff in here. This lives up to the hype. It does, so to speak. Because yeah. I feel like we sort of had the opposite of of the populace for a lot of this time. Like with Batman eighty nine, we're like everyone says it's this amazing thing, and it is good. But here are some pretty major problems. Yeah. Same with Returns and with Forever. We're like everyone. A lot of people really hate this movie, but here's some stuff that actually works about it. Yeah. And with this, like, no, we're with you, America. Like that's a bad movie. <laughs> it's. There's just not really anything truly... There's stuff that's enjoyable, but there's nothing truly redemptive about it, I don't think. I guess I, I, I haven't really talked about the Alfred stuff except maybe that Uma much. Thurman. Yeah, except for maybe Uma Thurman. But, like, every scene where he's talking to George Clooney... I mean, I know George Clooney's acting isn't the best in this, but I feel like... It becomes better in those scenes. That is the closest it gets to being, like, heartbeats. Like, I'm... Oh, it has some humanity here. And it's the yeah. closest we get to yeah. um, an actual movie. <laughs> to an actual movie, yeah. and to what Clooney's doing right now. This is the year 2016 for if anyone who's listening uh, in the future. Um, <laughs> you solved that hunger crisis yet? Um, we're we, we're in this age right now where like Clooney keeps doing these great movies and these incredible performances. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a, a knockout right now. And there are moments in this movie, like with Alfred, where you go, I can see some whispers of it. I can see some threads of the Clooney we're going to get later. Yeah. It's also funny watching this movie being like, yeah, I guess he's kind of handsome. Because like Michelle Pfeiffer, he gets handsomer every year. Like, only as as he gets older, he just gets better looking. Although, the second he says, hi, Freeze, I'm Batman, with, with no attempt to change his voice. And they don't put the camera on him when he says, I'm Batman. That is true. Was it ADR? I, well, he says, hi, Freeze, and then they show Mr. Freeze, and yeah. he says, I'm Batman. Yeah. Was it an ADR line, do I you don't, think? I don't know. I don't know, huh. but I, I noticed that. I was like, they. I feel like the, all the others, they show them saying, I'm Batman. Yeah. So they don't even let him have the iconic line. 
But his delivery on that is so terrible. I freeze. And I, and I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> it's very like, I'm Batman. Anyway, how are you? I I have serious problems with George Clooney in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does it does make me feel a lot better that afterwards he's like, I'm sorry, I know. Yeah, yeah. He ter- has a, a tremendous sense yeah. of humor about it. Is is really gracious. But like the stuff with Alfred, like all I can think of is the line where he says, "What what is Batman but an attempt to um, try and control the chaos that yeah. sweeps our world? A, a, uh, an attempt to control even death itself." And then he goes, "But I can't, can I?" Yeah. And Alfred goes, "None of us can." And I think it's a huge mistake. I mean, for this movie, right? No. <laughs> that that Alfred does not die at the end mm. because. They are magically able to get something from Mr. Freeze to yeah, save yeah. him. Sure. <laughs> like, that That scene is made utterly pointless by the rest of the movie, yeah. but specifically the fact that they save Alfred at the end. Yeah. Well, I think also... Honestly, and they, they didn't know this when they were making the movie because they had all these, like, sequels and stuff planned. This was the last of these movies. Yeah. And so maybe they were like, well, we don't want Alfred to actually be gone because we're going to use him in the future movies. Yeah. But there would have been kind of a grace note to it if we were watching it's going it's the end of the Burton Schumacher movies and Alfred died at the end yeah like there's something kind of they, they, they couldn't have planned that when they were writing it yeah but you're right that it does sort of undermine that scene of like we can't control the chaos but you can miraculously cure me but, from this horrible thing but they're actually able they're, they're trying to explore themes that are naturally inherent with Batman as a concept yeah in that scene and then the rest of the movie is just Arnold Schwarzenegger shenanigans I love him so much. <laughs> Best thing Arnold Schwarzenegger's ever done in the movie? Aside from Terminator? Probably when he punched a camel in the face. <laughs> Wait, what? Conan the Barbarian. Yep. Okay. Have, I, have you seen, yes, uh, have yes, you seen Conan? No. It's, it's, it's fine. There's some really cool stuff in there. There's a part. James Earl Jones is the best. James Earl Jones, Mako, one of the greats. I mean, really, really cool folks. But <laughs> kind of, I guess, in the middle... Arnold or Conan is in like this, you know, marketplace, and a, a camel startles him, like makes whatever noise camels make, and he goes, "Ooh!" and he turns around and he punches the camel in the face, and the camel falls over. And I was like, "It's the best scene." And, and I, I looked, know it was staged, he, but I looked, hope that Arnold just didn't understand camels. And he looked out at the camel and said, "Stay cool." <laughs> Why is that thing coming out of your back? <laughs> what are you hiding? <laughs> Show me, Jonathan. <laughs> Reaches the camel. <laughs> I like that every every Arnold Schwarzenegger character is every Arnold Schwarzenegger character. <laughs> I mean, they just they mold it. I mean, they, they, yeah, it's a sliding spectrum. There you go. <laughs> that's why he he John Connor. We have to save my wife. That's why it was so brave. <laughs> she of has him. McGregor syndrome. <laughs> that's why it was so brave of him to get in that molten metal because he's Mister Freeze. That's oh the my opposite. god, Linda Hamilton. <laughs> no. <laughs> Batman, you have to help me save John Connor. I like that the two impressions in your in your in your pocket are Arnold Schwarzenegger and Joel Schumacher. <laughs> Remember Arnold? No. Arnold. Arnold. Does does he also cross in with all the impressions of like the characters that are based on Arnold, like a oh, uh, yeah. Jorgen von Strangle and Fairly Odd Parents? Or like um, there was a character on Tiny Toons who is a bodybuilder dog, literally named yes. Arnold. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that was his whole in, thing. Uh, and he said, Achtung, homeboys. I feel like this, this show is obscure, but uh, 
uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Sure, sure. Isn't, there, yep. isn't there someone who, who has an Arnold impression? Probably. Oh. Well, because again, during the 90s and late 90s, he was, that was the thing. It'd yeah. be like if they had a character now that talked like, I don't know, Ed Sheeran, I don't know what's happening. But... <laughs> Just some whiny little redhead jerk over in the corner. But, um, sorry, Ed Sheeran. That was mean. You didn't do anything. Or did you? I know you're listening from from Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, We have to go to Ed Sheeran's house. That's where the next clue is. (laughs) (laughs) This could not be better than But, plot twist, plot twist. Ed Sheeran is our Roanoke Puritan. <laughs> he goes, oh, hey, I was just... I don't know what he I was just thinking like. about chocolate. It's, it's really Guys, you know what? Loving can hurt. And then we shut the door in his face and run away. <laughs> what is... Uh, I had a really rough day at work, and this is kind of perfect. He was like, are you going to do the podcast tonight? You're talking Batman and Robin. It's kind of. <laughs> kind of. More than that. I would like somebody to actually go through and, and find the percentage... Of the amount of time we spend talking on Batman oh, and Robin versus yeah. anything and everything <laughs> else. God. Also, if you want to watch a really great Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, watch The Last Stand from a couple years ago. Delightfully fun. And, and like, sincerely, genuinely great. <laughs> Not just like, oh my god, it's crazy. It's an actually wonderful Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Isn't that the director of that? Is that, what? what's that about? Is that the... He's like, he's an old, he's a sheriff who's like, I'm going for this. I'm <laughs> getting and Forrest Whitaker's in it, and Johnny Knoxville. Is it? Uh, is it? I feel like the director of that is doing some some sort of yeah, big yeah. It was a, it's a I don't know. Korean director, I think. Okay. It's okay. yeah. It was really it. It feels like his best movies from the eighties and nineties. <laughs> Mr. Freeze is going for the Turbo Man and Jingle All the Way. Okay, now we're we've covered it. <laughs> My favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is Terminator Genesis. You know about Terminators? I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, Conan O'Brien used to do this thing What if Dry Courtney that? played Mr. Freeze Oh god Hi I'm Mr. Freeze How's it going <laughs> I'm getting pretty cold in here Sheila <laughs> he, uh, Conan O'Brien used to do this thing on his show where You, you he just would... put in more personality Than he has in any of his roles Amen. The problem is Amen, He should have been like that for Captain Boomerang and, and he gets some lines like that. I, I'm already bashing Suicide Squad, and that's, yeah, here that's we go, ways yes. down the road. <laughs> what is he, some kind of Captain Boomerang? <laughs> I love the amount of times they say Batman and Robin in this movie. They're like, uh-oh, well, Batman and Robin are coming. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> What are they, some kind of Batman and Robin? Now remember, you have to say Batman and Robin. <laughs> you can't just say one of them. <laughs> Batman ampersand Robin. It's Thomas Pynchon. Don't worry. No, that's from Michael. But Conan O'Brien used to do this thing on where he would have a photograph of a, of a celebrity and he would have someone like putting their mouth through like a whole face, a hole and doing the impression and have one guy come on for Arnold and no matter what he would do, Arnold would always go, just like in my Smash It Holiday movie, Jingle All the Way! And he would always go, Conan, what I'm going to do to the people who don't vote for me? It's like I'm gonna just blow blow them up and destroy them and take them to court. And then he goes, and then I'll turn to the camera and say, "Joy dismissed." And it was always some like crazy. Line. It was so much fun. Which is, you know, what isn't so much fun? Batman and Robin. I feel like 
so so I was thinking about this. This I've, this has been cooking in the back of my mind because I I feel like I've got to keep this metaphor going. But yeah, I, I discussed in in one of the the Batman Returns or, or Batman eighty nine podcast that uh I feel like I feel like Zack Snyder is like the the kid who's over there like building building buildings with the toys in in kindergarten yeah. and then knock him over. And and uh, and then then Michael Keaton is just the, or or Tim, Burton. Michael, Tim Burton is the kid over there burning ants. Yeah. Um, I feel like Joel Schumacher is is the teacher, the the kid who the, or not the, kid, the guy who just is not paying attention to his class at all. <laughs> it's just like it's a, it's a free flowing environment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it really stimulates the kid. We don't say punishment here. <laughs> we have a conversation. <laughs> Remember, guys, it's a classroom. We're not here. We think the kids teach themselves. And old Timmy Burton's over there saying, Planet of the Apes! I love that idea. I love that idea. Who's David Ayer? He's the exchange student. My family moves around a lot, okay? So does your movie. Good job. Bam! That was, uh, that was my Corvus 3 right there. <laughs> Sorry, military families. <laughs> Sorry for comparing you to a lackluster film. <laughs> this is what Batman and Robin has done to us. We've laughed more. We've had a lot of fun here tonight, though. That's true. But you know what's not fun? Let's say syphilis. I don't know. <laughs> and you know who had syphilis? Ben Franklin. You know who played Ben Franklin? Pat Hingle. There. What happened? Bring it back. How'd the syphilis get away? <laughs> 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 Bring it back. Where'd my kite go? Goes to the doctor. Can you hear it? No. Let's go. Alright, let's go. Fine. Go! 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 <laughs> This is going down a weird path. I mean, it's been doing that God. since like minute two. Do we want to do the grades? Yeah, do we want to try to? Or, or we to try to bridle this horse? Is there anything else we want to address before we? It's a stupid movie. <laughs> That's a, it's a stupid movie. Can I just say? And I talked about this with Batman Forever. I like the very end where they're doing like yes, a James, the, the James Bond gun barrel type thing. That would be cool. I really enjoy cool. And they got his cowl to wobble a lot less than it did in the, yeah, in right, the previous right. yeah. one. No, I, I, that is a neat touch. And if that was a recurring thing, it'd be kind yeah. of a cool yeah. Batman yeah. situation. And it's, and it's funny because at the end of The, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, they try to do something similar where it's it's like the Spider-Man symbol and it yeah. and it shows up like in its full glory yeah. and it's got the music playing and then it fades the credits. And I listened to the commentary where Mark Webb's talking about it. He's like, yeah, I wanted to treat it like a James Bond gun barrel thing, and then we could do that in each movie following. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, buddy. To be fair, a lot of people thought he was getting a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Webb. You alright, you, you right, man? What are you working on? A lot of people hate Mark Webb for that. Those movies. And I'm like... <laughs> Whatever. I, I think... I think it's Sony. I think, I yeah, think really. that's who you need I'm to fine with him. For any problem. Didn't he make 500 Days of Summer? Wasn't yes. That his? I like that movie. And that's why they gave him Spider-Man, because they were like, hey, you know how to do a romance. Do a romance yeah, with really. Spider-Man. Which I'm really like, the romance. Oh, wait, we want you to put the lizard in there at the end. The romance <laughs> kind of worked in those. In those yeah, movies, no, though. it was like, great. Chemistry yeah, and, yeah. Like yeah we, we did those movies, and we like them more than most people. Or at least, I like them just fine. At least I do. They don't make me angry. That's the thing. Like They have problems with them. Yeah. I have nothing against them. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do great? Let's sure. go. Um, all right. 
I'm I'm just so for 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 long time viewers, uh, uh, you you long might be familiar. Listeners, listeners, viewers, they're all the same. Remember, everyone, all, it's listeners. They, they all heighten the brand, okay? Um, <laughs> my, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I will occasionally give out the the rare F minus to certain movies when when they are rare. just. I, I like three. I think that's that's a low percentage. I don't know. You can count them up for me. I have no idea. I got you to do one once too. Um, it was X Men Three. It yeah. was justified. Yeah. Uh, Never again. For and and my justification for that is it, it's for a movie that it's not necessarily a movie that that is supposed to be. Yeah. You or did it, three. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to think of the best way. You gave AVP Requiem just an F. Yeah. Because uh, let me hear me out here. It's it's. Oh okay yeah no, no. I I follow okay continue. My, my, the F minus is reserved for movies that should have been much better than they were. Mm. Movies that were so poorly executed at every level when they had there are like they were actually attempting to do something greater and they have just utterly failed to accomplish any of it um i believe what what are what are the examples of the one spider-man 3 oh god is, is was the first i uh, know transformers 2 was the first oh, oh right yes transformers 2 and then spider-man 3 yeah and then spider-man 3 next and 3 okay yes uh and i think all of those fit. i think all of those are movies that that should transformers 2 is wobbly but that that is a movie that also had had given the budget and the production value and everything it should have been much much better um this is just enough this is this was not ever a movie that was going to yeah. be just the the most magnificent batman movie you've ever seen it was always just going to be a toy commercial yeah and that's all it, they did and they, again they knew what they were doing they did it well yeah it's it's it, what they were doing was, was stupid yeah <laughs> There were not expectations for this movie. It's just there. It, it was made. And we can move on with our lives, yeah. and it, it doesn't even really make me angry because they're, they're kind of worried. well. There were expectations for this movie, but there were expectations for more movies after it. Yeah, and I didn't think they thought the backlash would be so intense, which is why there were no Batman movies until begins. Here's yeah. the thing that bothers me: like the studio mindset. And of course, they're not really thinking about the fanboys, what the fan base is going to think yeah, of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a very recent development. It's it's so much bigger than the fan base, or at least that's the studio yeah. mindset. Who thought going like super campy, and obviously toy commercial make it more for kids, yeah, yeah. but who thought more campy was the way to go? Right. And not just like cool stuff. And... Was it because they went a little bit in that direction with Batman Forever, and it was more successful than Batman Returns, and they're like, okay, ramp it up. Maybe. Like, I... Obviously, the fan base did not want that. Right. The, the evolution of this is fascinating. If you, it, the fact that we've gone through all five of these, because it really, do, it really is weird how we started with the the campy, you know, silliness, but also again very genuine feeling of the '60s. Yeah. And and they, you know, Tim Burton tried to like seem to completely rip away from that, but there were a lot of elements he did not pull away from that, like the Pat Hingle stuff and Gordon and all that. And and then it it's it was like a downward slide back to that, but in in a much but more, without the the charm. Yeah, in a, in a much more you know hollow yeah interpretation of that kind of silly. Like it's really weird to me how they they went through that whole process of oh now we're going to be really dark and we kind of got even darker with returns. But then there's also a lot of weird stuff in that, and that's kind of what held over to the next one. And then somehow we ended up back here, except it's way worse than it used to be. But Tyler, the penguins are above ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Duality. Go, it's, you go, know, go. It's, it's fascinating to me. Um, 
Twilight's family, yeah. whatever. <laughs> what about you? What's your grade? <sighs> See, for a while there, while we were watching it, I was like, I'm not hating myself while I'm watching this. Does that mean it doesn't deserve an F? Right. It deserves an F. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving it an F. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking, like, w- which one of these I would want to watch. Like, just sure. pop in. I feel like if I had some buddies around, yeah, I, I could pop yeah. it in. We could get a good laugh out of it. But not, but still, like with you have to have time in between. Yeah, you have to forget it. A oh bit. yeah, um, yeah. I, I have no intention of watching this. We're watching it again as soon as we turn off the, the thing. <laughs> I mean, I, personally, I find the bonus features that come with the Blu-ray that I oh, have sure. on this far more interesting than the actual movie. Yeah, because just seeing the on the, the behind-the-scenes stuff and just. How candid they are about how bad the movie is. It's I, I you don't usually get that like for X Men Three. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like they're they're staunch defenders of that in the special features and stuff, like on the commentaries. But here they're just like, yeah, it's kind of bad. Yeah, we'll get him next time. <laughs> oh wait, there is no next time. But yeah, F. F, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty gracious with the other ones, but like, my my biggest thing about this is while I do understand that this is exactly what they were trying to do, and they did it, but there's nothing about it that really like redeems it to me. I mean, yeah. I I really enjoy Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie, but it's still ironic. It's still not a sincere. Yeah, but you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually pretty good in this. Like, no, he's really funny to watch. Yeah, and I and he and he can be. I, I do enjoy him in other things, but like this is just come yeah. on. Brain. Yeah, that Bane makes me mad. Yeah, because he's Bane's supposed to be like one of the smartest villains he's ever gone up against, and this guy is just no. Like that's the thing about Bane. When they came up with him, there's like not only is he the toughest guy yeah. that Batman will ever have to fight, he's also one of the smartest and most cunning. Yeah, yeah. that is yeah. you were literally stripping it of half half of his characteristics. Yeah, yeah. he's just a big old balloon man. What was the mindset behind throwing Bane into this movie? I think Bane had just recently been created. Yeah, so they're just yeah, like popular. Yeah, yeah, so they're just this like... This movie was 97? Yeah, so then, uh, Bane was like 92 or 93, yeah. I think. Yeah. Because so. like, it was him and Harley Quinn and Lizard... Uh, Lizard? <laughs> but see, that's, Killer Croc. That's Killer, Croc, kind of came Killer Croc was a little was a little earlier, I think. Yeah. I want to say like 80... He might have okay. actually been right before year one came out. Oh, which okay. was like 86. Well, because I, I remember playing the Arkham games and you can read about the history. Yeah. It's really interesting to me that what characters were actually there from the beginning because yeah. it was like Clayface was there from like the beginning, yeah, because yeah. um, he is a he was a silent movie actor, but like Clayface and Joker and Two Face and Riddler were there from pretty early on, yeah. and then like Harley, I knew Harley was pretty recent, but I yeah, didn't Harley, realize Harley Quinn. Well, yeah, she came in the animated series, series so, yeah. so that was you know no, late nineties. Yeah, yeah somewhere er, there. early nineties, and I didn't realize that like Bane and Killer Croc were so new. But see, that's... Like, the Alice in Wonderland villains were all over the place back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I get confused, because clearly they had to do some kind of research into Batman's mythos, because the Mr. Freeze backstory is from the animated series. That was not... Mm. Yeah, when did Freeze... When was Freeze created? Freeze was... Originally, he was like, uh... Crap. Um, Doctor Zero or something? He, yeah. He was not originally He wasn't even like called Mr. Freeze, Freeze originally. I don't know if he was... If he had cold powers or not. But, um... Yeah, originally he was like a different character, and they kind of like turned him into that. And I, I'm oh, not okay. sure the origin came from the animated series. The, oh, okay, the, the wife okay. origin came from the animated series. So. And it's very, 
like I think that episode won an Emmy. Yeah, it's a. I mean, and, and that's like it's that a, is the defining up the, the defining episode of that sh- that show. Yeah, that like that and the fact that they created Harley Quinn are like the things that yeah, people yeah. point to when they're like, just look at how important this is. Yeah, and and that's and that's the version of Freeze that we see now in yeah. Arkham yeah. City and yeah. in the comics. Yeah. Like that's Mister Freeze now. But it's like, like like I said, they had they did their research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind a, of wa- like watching this movie made me so happy for like the Arkham game and stuff. And like, there is a great version of Mister Freeze out there. Yeah. And Maurice LaMarche oh. kills it. And there's a great version of Bane. I really do wish of... that they put Mr. Freeze in the movies again. I thought I think that Nolan could have really done a great thing with Mr. Freeze. I don't know if he could have pulled it off. I, I feel really? like the concept might have been a little too sci-fi for his Batman. Oh, yeah. I guess he kind of said it true. Like, I just like the idea of him having... Um... Like, just think of, like, they couldn't have done Poison Ivy. Yeah, oh, no, definitely not. Definitely they couldn't not. have done Killer Croc. Not that Emily Blunt couldn't play Poison Ivy in a Christopher Nolan movie. Now I'm mad that that's not oh, going to well, be true. Well, there are so many actors. Like, see, they, for me, the, Jessica Chastain as no, Poison Ivy, and then Emily me. Blunt as Catwoman. That, that's okay. I'm dead. I'm not going <laughs> to live anymore. Sorry. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, Bobo Justice. <laughs> more Dark Knight Rises talk. I love Anne Hathaway, but I, I, just thinking about it, I really want Emily Blunt to play Catwoman. There, there are so many. Oh, Britain's dead inside. I, there are so many actors that I wish. I could I'm just so happy and so upset that it's not real. Britain, don't pick up the knife. <laughs> Bobo Justice, <laughs> but like the Nolan interpretations, like the 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 yeah. fan cast of Neil Neil Patrick Harris as the Riddler, that could have been really interesting. Mm. Oh. Philip Seymour Hoffman as the Penguin. Yeah. Uh, yep. Robin Williams as Hugo Strange. Yeah, that would have been out of this world. Yeah, yeah. But Robin that is... played a lot of. <laughs> there are a lot of people he could have slotted. Honestly, he could have played. He would have been a very an... convincing Poison Ivy. <laughs> he would have been an interesting freeze, though. Oh yeah, you're totally yeah. right. Like. You are totally right. Who can look sadder than Robin Williams? Honest and truly, like, he could be such a heartbreaking actor. And if you capitalize on that part for Freeze, that would be And he has a distinctive voice, but not not in a cartoony way like Schwarzenegger. No. And and that voice as Freeze, he could have been... And and even though he's not, like, a tall guy or a big guy, like... And Mr. Freeze doesn't necessarily have to be that. He doesn't have to be. You usually see him portrayed as being tall, but, like, it's... It's not going to destroy things if he's a shorter dude. Yeah. Robin Williams would have been a great Mr. Freeze yeah. now that I'm actually thinking about it. It would have been awesome. What would the Nolan interpretation of him have been, though? Because you can't, you can't have a Freeze guy. I don't, I don't no. know. That's, I, what, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they should just not... Like, Freeze is just off the table. Yeah, for Nolan. But, like, if, if another... I feel like there's there's something you could have done there. I don't know what yeah. exactly, but... He, I he feel did like, manage to make the Joker work. I feel yeah. like you could have had Victor Freeze as a character, but not... They, becoming they, Mr. Freeze. They hint at Killer Croc. That would have been cool to see him try to do Killer Croc. <laughs> the Christian Nolan's like, well, you know, he was wrestling alligators. <laughs> I, well, I, would, I would have loved to see a Nolan, uh, like a, a, the next Nolan Nolan sequel, right? It's, you know, maybe it's the real or something really grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's not, you know, he doesn't have all the question mark weirdness. It's just he's got, a, maybe he wears a green suit and that's kind of, Kind of strange. Right, right, that's right. as far as we go, and and he's very grounded and creepy, and yeah. you know, it's like he's but, very true. But he writes riddles in the sky with Polaris missiles. No, no, no. no. Um, he, he's like he's <laughs> holy Polaris, and, and he doesn't really do a whole lot of riddles. Yeah, but he kind yeah. of does, you know. And and maybe maybe throw in someone else. I don't know. Like uh, I think did, did, was it you who said that Jeff Goldblum was at one point going to be the Scarecrow in this universe? Oh, yeah, oh, it's dead, someone, yeah. Okay, um, for Batman Triumphant. Yes. You, maybe you throw him. I, I think that would be an interesting pick for something. I don't yeah, think it's, yeah. it's Scarecrow, but maybe like I mean, Mad Hatter or somebody. Yeah, so, I could see weird. him as Hugo Strange. 
Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. Jeff Goldblum is here. I, mm. Yeah. Walking that Life so, uh, 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 finds a way. And, and, and we introduce Arkham, and it's creepy, and, you know... Nolan's and, Arkham would have been terrifying. And it's... it's I mean, it's, he does show Arkham in well, right, Batman right. Begins. But it's 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 very grounded, and it's just... You know, it's it's playing right off his normal trope. And then we've got Killer Croc. Yeah, and exactly. he's just he's just straight-up nine-foot-tall lizard scales, like, just this... Hey. It's not even played... Like, it's yeah. in broad daylight. It's not even, like, this creepy... It's just, like, walking around. And Killer Croc. Or, like, King Shark or somebody. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Well, and there's not really even an explanation. It's just yeah. like the most ridiculous. Just where did this guy come from? I can't wait till Nolan talks about Zack Snyder, or not Zack Snyder, but like BBS. I can't wait to hear him his take on it. <laughs> I bet he hasn't seen it. <laughs> He's making Dunkirk. Am I get ready? Is, it yeah. his, is his name technically on Batman vs Superman as an executive producer? I know it's on Man of Steel. Man of Steel. I don't think it's on Batman vs Superman. That would be great if it was, though. <laughs> so we're the next movie is actually not. I know the next Batman movie, we're, we're going to be getting into some Batman movies that we all really, really enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Unironically great films. But the next... Some movie, might say they are among my favorite movies of all time. So, some, some might say they are among the best superhero movies of all time. Because um, they are. They are. Uh, <laughs> but the next movie, we're not actually, the next movie that is on the docket is X-Men Apocalypse. Is yes. that true? Yes, right. it is. Taking a little a little disco nap. Yeah, just because that came out recently on, on DVD, so we can actually kind of yeah, break actually, down and look at it. Go through uh, it, yeah. Yeah, because we have to complete that. Um, but yeah, for one, and that one's gonna be that one. I think that'll be fun because then I, I'll probably go on a bit of a rant about about the the Tim Miller mm. um, stuff and how he's no longer on Deadpool two. Because because I discussed that yeah. a little bit in, in Deadpool. I I think you said you said I listened to a good bit of it. Yeah, the, yeah, the Deadpool one where. Oh, I, <laughs> that's gonna end, that's gonna add fifteen minutes to this podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. Um, go back and listen to the Deadpool one because I I feel like that. Those will continue well, especially since we like yeah, yeah. half reviewed Apocalypse and Deadpool. Um, yeah, that'll be yeah, yeah. You're welcome, good. America. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Apocalypse is another movie I haven't seen, so Fuck. more and more of, of Britain not knowing something. Although I feel like it's kind of required that you watch Days of Future. Past yeah, which I've been needing to watch anyway. Yeah. Okay, so. so you haven't seen it yet? Cool. I do really I like can, it. I it's all uh, Days can. of Future Past. Yeah, yeah. I've heard really good things. Can I, I get that one? I, I can. I can loan you. Those. Just maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel uh, like we need to, we need like we need to let everybody go back to yeah. Bed. Wrap this up. Here. Yeah, you give it me. Let that be our our overall conclusion to this. The fact that we spent like literally eighty percent of this podcast not talking about Batman and Robin. It's yeah, and so much of it has been said. And I think that's the point is with other these other movies, there were things to go. Okay, but what about this other perspective? Yeah, a lot of people feel this way, but what about this idea? And this is like, See, that's the funny. No, this movie isn't that good. That's the funny and part, that... Tyler. And, and and you know, my my our opinions for at least the first three Burton Schumacher movies yeah. are kind of yeah, we're kind of the opposite yeah, of the fan much, base. And then this one is just like. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's terrible. And I and it, I I try to be very forgiving of most movies. I it, it takes a lot for me to be like, no, that movie, I'm not a fan. And I don't, I have no animosity for this movie at all. But I'm just like, no, it's stupid. It's bad. It's a bad movie. Let's all go home. Like I, yeah. I get it. Yeah, so there's not as there's not a lot of analysis to do here. There's not a lot of deconstruction. It's just kind of pointing out the things that are stupid and then uncovering some pretty crazy connection to conspiracies. Correct. I, I completely forgot another plot element <laughs> to the movie. All right, this is the, this is the last one. Yeah, there are plot, plot elements. The last last comment. His his engagement to Julie Madison. Oh yeah. Oh right. Or, or I guess they're not technically engaged. It's just kind of a long term relationship. He was I guess. It, yeah. 
Why Elmet is she person. in this movie? She <laughs> serves literally no purpose. Elle McPherson was popular in the 90s. Yeah. That's it. Why couldn't you just get Chase back? Like, like Coolio. Like, was Nicole Kidman too much? She might have been doing Nice Watch Out at the time. I guess. But like, Speaking could... of Stanley Kubrick, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, buddy. I wish they had just, like, written it out like Chase is, like, there's still a thing, but it's just like, oh, she went away from Gotham for a little while. Yeah, She's yeah. going to take care of some other things. Because this is a random other thing where he's like, I don't know if I'm going to marry Julie Madison. Oh, well. I won't. <laughs> no, but I love that scene where she's like, okay, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And George Clooney's just like... <sighs> I spent that whole time being like, you got married, George. You are <laughs> married right now. <laughs> Proved us all wrong. Woo! But but that that was utterly pointless. Yeah. yeah. This movie's two hours. Like I know. Two hours and four minutes. Long. Like I've complained about the Transformers movies. I'm like it's two and a half, three hours. They need to be cut down. This needs to be cut down to two hours. If it was an hour and a half, I feel like. Yeah. yeah that, I feel like we could be a lot kinder to it. But the fact that it's like two hours. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Even though by by most movie standards that's not really that long, but for this one, but this, for this, this one, it's a long time to sit through this. Yeah, although well, it's good. To, it's good coming back, fellas. It's, it's great having you, buddy. Uh, I'm the bad girl to your Batman. If, and Robin. if you want to comment, um, <laughs> talk, talk. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the password is Peg. <laughs> if you want to um, get get in touch with us or let us know that you hate us or whichever, um, you can find us on here come or. On Twitter at HCT Sequels, um, you can find us find our blog at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com, and you can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. There's so much more I want to talk about with this movie now that I'm thinking about. It. Is there? Like the whole third act, I want to just oh. completely dissect. Like going to Why? poison, going to poison Ivy's lair, and somehow she loses control of that giant plant that swallows her. Yeah, that happens. And the and the rewinding of bat or, or Robin being stuck in the water, they reverse the shot, <laughs> and it's so terrible. For more of this, tune in to Alice's podcast, just a cartoon. <laughs> where I do, your Batman I, and Robin podcast. I do smooth. the whole thing in Joel Schumacher's voice, and after literally every sentence and complaint, I go. But remember, everyone, it's a cartoon. Joe Schumacher, thank you for, for this this thank you, hour Joe. and over 40 minutes of fun. Stay rogue, everybody. Batman! Eh! Love you. <laughs> <laughs>